Got it Slick drop, boot to the face, we won't fold Quick to put a dude in this place, he out cold With a tombstone, grab at the waist, get laid flat Can't escape, nowhere to go, the cage match It's on now, when I spot him, it's no problem Everybody stone cold till they hit with the rock bottom Sharpshooter, I won't miss him like Bret Hart Like Al Snow, they gon' need him a head start I just might catch a better body than Mickey James Get acquainted with the name, we bringin' the pain Like Kane in the ring, all I see is red Paul Bearer, Undertaker, I can see the dead John Cena putting hands in your face Ted DiBiase got a milli on the waist B2TF, better stay in your place Or get smacked down, play it safe, what you talking about? Welcome to Boot to the Face, powered by FullPressCoverage.com. Go there for all your sporting wants and needs, where EJ, I'm pretty sure nothing will be talked about in the world of football this week besides Taylor Swift and MLB playoffs started just a couple hours ago. Texas Rangers got a big upset win over Tampa Bay and Minnesota for the first time in 18. They lost 18 straight playoff games. Until today. Hold up. The game's already over with? Yeah, the Texas and Tampa Bay game started at like 3 p.m. Eastern time. Gee, you would expect people to have their phone at work and just be looking at it. Yeah. It's a terrible idea for ratings. I, I don't even think for ratings. I think for – because you don't know who your team is playing and when they're playing until like a couple of days before. I think that's unfair to like people that have supported the team. Like now all of a sudden – like, t- all three games are going to be in Tampa Bay. Two out of three, right? What if you can't get off work that quick? And now you've been going to the games the whole time. They get fucking eliminated. And now you didn't even get to see a playoff game. Like, I think that's stupid. That doesn't make sense. It seems like you could save the day games for the weekend. Exactly. And then, like, just run games simultaneously like they do with uh Monday Night Football. They've been doing that lately, like an hour apart. They don't want to do it like that though. They want to. They want to get as many ratings as they can because they know baseball is not football. It seems. It seems like moving it further along in the day would get more ratings. You would think, but they've been doing. They've been doing it for a couple of years now, like this. I don't think it makes sense. Of fucking, like during the season, I can see like a three o'clock game and whatever. Like people get the schedule months ahead of time before a playoff game. You know, and we just found out two days ago who we're playing, what time the game's going to be. Like, I can't get off work. I mean, most people can, but some, most people can't. You know, most people have jobs where you can't just take off two days notice. You know what I mean? So I think that's unfair to the fans, honestly. Super unfair. Uh, I hadn't even really looked at the standings either. I know Atlanta's good. I think your Braves will probably win it all. I hope going so. Based off record. I went to the Braves game Saturday night and saw Strider set a record. Acuna set the stolen bases record for the Braves. He stole 73 bases this year. And everybody's Acuna. like. Is that, is that a black dude? He's a. How do I Racially ambiguous. You know how in baseball you think the guys are black, but they're really like Latin or Hispanic. Yeah, yeah. That's Acuna. Uh, yeah, you got, you got a Afro-Latino. Like yeah, yeah, you yeah. know you're Latin, you got African heritage. He's probably he should win MVP this year, first uh, ever member of the forty seventy club, meaning he hit forty plus homers and stole seventy plus bases in the same year. 
Motherfucker must be fast. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they made the bases bigger this year, too. Oh, yeah. I uh, mean, what kind of difference was that supposed to make? I don't know. Uh, everybody's saying the only reason he stole that many is because they made the bases bigger. Well, uh, I, don't, I, I guess that makes sense. More area for you to put your hand on and be safe. But it's a thousand motherfuckers playing baseball. He the only one stole 73, though. <laughs> like That's a lot of bases. I don't think I the next the, closest guy was at like 50-something. I have to look it up. I wonder what the rec- all-time record is. That would be like Ricky Henderson or somebody like that. Oh, I can let you know in a second. Uh, how was your weekend? Hey, man. Same old, same old. Uh, nothing too interesting on my end, except watching a bunch of wrestling, basically. <laughs> how about you? Well, you said you went to the game, but what else? I went to the game. Uh, wow. So, just real quick. The last couple of years, the leader in the National League for stolen bases, 2020-15, 2021 32 2022 41 and then this year Cunha still 73 they also they also changed the pitch clock too or in they put the pitch clock in so you can't just sit there and hold the fucking ball and you can only throw over to try to pick the guy off a certain amount of times also this is the, this is the second year to with the pitch clock I want to say if I'm not mistaken yeah yeah, yeah. So. um let's see that's amazing. That was seventy something bases. Well, a guy in the American League, uh, Ruiz for Oakland, he stole sixty-seven. So, yeah, I, I guess these bigger bags are uh, play, paying off dividends for these players. Yeah. I mean, bigger bag and the pitch clock and the amount of times you can throw over to try to pick the guy off. That those uh games being faster, I think that's clutch, man. You don't want oh, to yeah. be out there for four hours watching baseball and i heard like one game was over in less than two hours i think if i'm not mistaken can't the, remember the game i or went to just, uh the game i went to this past week it was probably like two and a half that's that's crazy so that's that's how you keep the game moving forward and try to appeal the younger crowd with lower attention spans yeah uh oh damn so, the record for stolen bases in a year is 138, set in 1887. Ah, uh, that's that's not modern time. I wonder what like the modern like I well, forgot what they call the modern era. The year I, I was born, to... Ricky Henderson stole 130. Okay, see that? Yeah, Dang, that's a fast motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was on that booger sugar though, so he, yeah, he had a little extra, extra juice. Wrapped up. Yeah, uh, I'm scrolling down. And I'm trying to get to the first person in the 2000s. A lot of this is 1980, 1890, like 1800s. Yeah, I don't count that shit either. Uh, unless I've missed one. So far, the latest I've seen is like 1987, and I'm already down there. So I'll count uh, Ricky Ricky Henderson. Yeah. Jose Reyes in 2007 stole 78. Uh, and then here we go 2023 that's the next closest one in the 2000s is Ronald Acuna with 73 so was it was Ricky Henderson I know he was like you said he was on the Booger Sugar but was he that much faster than everybody else it seems like that's oh yeah you know Ricky Henderson he was playing when like Kyle Ripken and you know motherfuckers were still kind of fat they were like 
they changed the carburetor and shit in the MLB now. They don't they don't look like the athletes we got now. And Ricky Henderson, he could play now. Like Ricky Henderson was a fucking athlete. Uh, it seems like he smashed that record. It'd be hard yeah. to catch that one. Yeah, but yeah, one thirty, one thirty, and the the record was one thirty eight. But again, a record in eighteen eighty seven or whatever I said. Like I don't yeah. count that. Who knows if they're keeping records correctly? <laughs> yeah, there's probably also no people of color playing back then. So yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, man, good weekend. Uh. I watched a little bit of wrestling. I did watch NXT. I loved it. Um, I wasn't too excited about Wrestle Dream, so I went back and watched a couple matches here and there, um, which is what I said I was going to do last week. I uh, watched a little bit of SmackDown. Jimmy Uso is really annoying. Um, I don't know if he's supposed to be, but he is. Uh, yeah, so let, let's get into it. What you want to get to first? You want to hit... Power rankings, you want to hit uh, Jade Cargill news that we didn't even cover last week? Let's get let's get into the Jade talk since we missed it last week. Well, if you've been living under a rock, Jade Cargill signed with the WWE. She is now the second huge superstar in that company to leave and go to WWE. And... How do you feel about uh, the way they've announced this, EJ? She hasn't showed up. They've sent pictures of her at the Performance Center, but she gets talked about every show. ESPN broke the story. Uh, It's multi-year. They filmed her walking into the Performance Center. Um, I got my ideas on how do you feel about what's happening? So far, I don't like it because, you know, that's what pro wrestling is about. It's about the element of surprise. But now that they're doing it this way, I'm curious to see how they're going to roll her out. So, you know, I'll save judgment until she actually debuts. But so far, I don't like it. I don't mind the fact that they announced that uh, that they signed her. But I feel like they're going to put a lot of pressure on her. Like, we saw her in AEW. Right, she's good, but she's not great. But she's a star. Like, she's got the look. She's got the she's got the it factor. Now, she's been to the performance center before, and they cut her. So <laughs> apparently, they didn't think she did back then. And now AEW builds her up, and they bring her back to all this pomp and circumstance. I feel like if she doesn't come out and having like really good 10, 15 minute matches, people are gonna shit on her real quick. I hope they don't, but I feel like that's where that's where it's going. Now, did they cut her, or I thought she had an opportunity to sign and didn't? From what I remember, I thought they didn't want they didn't like offer a contract. I thought she had a tryout, and they said no. Mm. Well, if that's the case, I guess there would be a lot of pressure on her living up to those expectations now that she built herself up in AEW, but. I don't mind them announcing it. They did it on ESPN, but uh, them putting it on TV every week, that's going to put a lot of pressure on her. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I don't know what their, their their end goal is with putting it on TV like that. Now you got fans clamoring. You know what I wouldn't mind, though, now that they have put her on TV? Do old school booking, do uh, like a 
free agency, not like literally free agency, but like have her like have her, like people clamoring to be her manager or something like that. And her, uh, you know, trying to get her on SmackDown or on Raw or something like that. I wouldn't mind them having instead of just saying WWE signs Jade Cargill to a multi-year contract. Start making vignettes of her training, like kicking ass, flexing muscles. And then she like, you know, I'm that bitch, like saying her little sayings and shit. Build her up a little bit. That way, when she does debut and the lights go out and you just see Jade across the top of the Titan Tron, people are going to know who it is as opposed to a press release that you keep reading over and over. So if they slow burned it and had vignettes and shit like that, I think that would be the way to go unless you're just going to debut her in NXT. But I figure if they would have did that, she would have been sitting in the crowd at no mercy. Like, the, Remember they used to do that shit at NXT? Like the, the new people they would sign would be sitting front row. I figured mm-hmm. they would have did that, but they had Tegan Knotts in the fucking front row. Like, she's been there for years. Yeah, and uh, I think you're right. Because I forgot that uh, AEW did something similar with her. They had people bidding for to be her manager, and Smart Mark won it, so you can't retread over that, so... I think vignettes is to be the way to go. And then, you know, have those roll out for a few weeks, a few months, and maybe if you can get away with that. And then, you know, like you said, it could be during a match when you least expect it, and mm. then have the lights go out and then have her come out. You know, have it have fans and not anticipating it. And like, anticipating it, but not anticipating when she's going to actually come out. Like, don't ha- set a date for her. She debuts next week. Just have it. Happen. be all of a sudden out of nowhere so i, I agree yeah, i like that man yeah i mean and like you talked about earlier you know announcing it gets rid of the element of surprise right like i think and aew did this on purpose and you can't be mad at them but when cody left they left this big press release about cody's no longer here so we kind of knew when seth rollins didn't have an opponent it was gonna be cody i mean you knew but you didn't know right but the element of surprise was still good because up until Cody's music hit, nobody knew that it was Cody. It wasn't announced. Batista came back a couple years ago in the Royal Rumble and they announced he was going to be back in the Royal Rumble instead of just letting his fucking music hit. Like that's what was so good about Edge's comeback in the Royal Rumble years ago. Even though he was hinting around it, like he was on social media, like playing with his wrestling boots and shit. But everybody's like, whatever, motherfucker, you retired. You can't wrestle. And when his music <laughs> hit, it was like, oh shit, fucking Edge is back. Like, there's nothing like a surprise in wrestling. And for whatever reason, these companies do everything in their power to fucking spoil it. Well, we'll get into a certain wrestler coming back again a little bit later. We'll talk about maybe how they did a good job of keeping the element of surprise uh, going with that one. But uh, going back to the Jade, so I guess tying everything together, you don't don't like how the way they didn't have it as a surprise until you say you don't mind it now that it happened, but would you have rather it been a surprise? Yeah, I would have rather. It's a catch-22, right? Because she's not ready yet. Like there's, you know, they're not just going to let her walk on TV and go out there and get in the ring with Becky Lynch. Right. She's got to do she's got to put a little bit of work in just a not a lot, a little bit to get her ready 
for WWE style wrestling. If she was tailor made though, the way Cody was, I think they would have done it that way. So I think this is the way you have to do it. But I wish it could have been the other way where she just comes out. You're like, oh, shit, that's Jay Cargill. <laughs> like Scott Hall walking out on Nitro. You know what I mean? Not even any music. Just have her fucking walk out there. Like, what the fuck? Is that Jade? What is happening? Yeah, I wouldn't mind that at all. So do you think, well, she's definitely at the PC because they already announced it. Mm-hmm. You think she just needs a couple months at the PC and go main roster? Or you think she needs an NXT stint? I wouldn't mind seeing her in NXT. You know, since it's come up, I I honestly thought that the open challenge Becky's doing, I think eventually Jade's going to answer it. But you can't have Jade just beat Becky straight up. Some kind of way with shenanigans. I want to say, like, for whatever reason, Rhea Ripley will help her win, and that'll set up Rhea versus Becky later on, possibly Mania, right? So I think she's going to get the NXT title. And if she does beat Becky through nefarious means like that, it also sets up her and Becky down the line, too, for, like, revenge when she gets to the main roster. So you got two birds and one stone right there. Keep her in NXT. Let her run through that roster. She can wrestle the likes of Tiffany Stratton and uh, Blair Davenport. Excuse me. If she's a babyface, if she's a heel, you know, Lyra Valkyrie and the likes of people like that. They got some athletes in NXT that could maybe I think Tiffany Stratton could keep up with her athletically. But like they got some athletes there that could at least stay within a step of her. And I think that'll that'll help her. I think that's what she was lacking in AEW. And for whatever reason, they weren't putting her in the ring with their best people. They weren't putting her in the ring with Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa and you know, for all intents and purposes, Britt Baker. You know, she 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 had a ceiling in AEW. I think her being in the ring with these people in NXT will set her up really well for going to the main roster and then taking on the Beckys and the Charlottes and the Biancas and the Baileys and the Eos. Like, there's so many people I want to see her wrestle now. So the IWC has basically been split down the middle on whether she should go to NXT or go on main roster. But I'm kind of agreeing with you, man. Uh, I think she should go to NXT first. Because if she goes straight to the main roster, this ain't AEW. You just can't keep throwing her cans. People will sniff that out and turn on her a little bit. And if but if you take her to the main roster, she's got to she got to swim right away. <laughs> so it's no hiding her on there. So why not give her an NXT run and be a dominant champion? Like people were saying, like, oh, you can't uh, put her in NXT the way she's been built up so far in other companies. But that's the other company. This ain't this company. So I mean, why not give her an NXT run? But what do they? What do people mean when they say the way she's been built up in another company? She had a mid card title, and was never exactly. put like in the main event scene of the women's division. How was she built up exactly? And I guess the way kind of how they announced her being signed to. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I agree with you. Like I don't get why they're saying that, but that's what people are saying. I think I. I think the way the NXT women's division is right now, it's tailor-made for her to come in and just get the title right away, 
and run through the division. There are no, like, again, you got Tiffany Stratton, who I think is heads above everybody else down there. But there's no Charlottes and Sashas and Paige and, you know what I mean? Like, there's no transcendent women superstars down there right now. There's Stratton, obviously Becky, and then there's everybody else that's kind of like jumbled in. And I don't mean to say everybody else disrespectfully. I just mean they're not stars yet. So her running through them isn't going to hurt them at all. It's actually going to help them by getting put on TV wrestling her. Yeah, I agree as well. But uh, let's touch a little bit on the out of the ring aspect and the elephant in the room. You got her and now you got Bianca Belair. And WWE doesn't have the best track record of being able to promote uh, several minorities at the same time. So do you think they will clash a little bit as far as being marketed by WWE? Uh, you got you to gotta send somebody out to the red carpet. Who are you going to send? Even though you should be able to send both. but I mean, they sent Bianca and Sasha out together a lot of places. Okay. And the Street Profits, you know what I mean? Like, Bianca and Sasha were all over red carpets and shit like that together. The Espies, when they won Match of the Year. Um, I don't think it should be a problem. Like, why? Have you seen Bianca Belair and Jay Cargo? Why would you not want them representing your company together? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, especially, you know, WWE's about making money, right? Especially if you're trying to get the black dollar. Like, why wouldn't you want these two fucking specimens of a woman going out and showing like little black kids like, hey, look what the WWE's got. And then they turn it on and you got them, you got Lashley, you got the Street Profits, you got New Day, you know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't you send them out there? They, they'd be stupid not to. And they'd be stupid not to be able to keep more than one strong black woman in a fucking storyline. I agree, but what we think it might be a slam dunk might not be the way how they do it. And I guess it all depends on the, t- the two ladies as well. Um, you know, I haven't heard about Bianca being a diva backstage or Jade. So, you know, hopefully, you know, they're all friendly backstage with each other and want to work with each other and know the platform they're on as far as being a role model for young black women and, you know, tag team it behind the scenes as well yeah i think you know obviously we've seen bianca and all the stuff she's done outside the ring i think jade's a pretty good example too outside the ring like she owns a women's softball league like she was she was an athlete i think her husband was like a former mlb baseball player if i'm not mistaken um yeah i think she's i hadn't heard anything about her any kind of negative light outside the ring. So, yeah, they're good good people, easy to look at, great personalities, superstardom jumping off the screen. Like, WWE's set right there for a while. Yeah. I'm excited on when she actually does debut because, like you said, she's got the look, she's got everything, all the intangibles. So, as long as she's able to make it match in the ring and they got people down the performance center to get it right so 
think she's in good hands. Well, could you imagine but, her walking out there and squaring up with Rhea Ripley just standing in front of each other? How the crowd's <laughs> going to be like, oh, shit. They ain't even got a touch. She could just walk out and be like, I'm here. And then go back to NXT. And <laughs> her and Rhea never dope. touch. That'd be dope. I'm all here for it. Um, one more one more thing on my end. You touched on it a little bit earlier. You have her that's now in WWE. They're having some vignettes what appears to be Brian Pillman Jr. for NXT. You think this is a trend? Uh, WWE kind of using AEW as like a full farm system as far as the younger talent goes? You think this is a trend or a blip? So when AEW was created, you know, they were giving everybody this thing about how everybody's dream isn't to go to WrestleMania when they're wrestling. Bullshit. Yes, it is. If you came up wanting to be a wrestler, you want to main event WrestleMania. Now, as you get older, do you want to main event the Tokyo Dome? Yeah, maybe. Do you want to main event all in now that it's, you know, in front of 80,000 people? Yeah, possibly. But if you put all three of those together, you want to main event WrestleMania. So, yeah. AEW's got these people and they're making them good and they're not using them. And then people's contracts are coming up and WWE saying, shit, we could do something with Brian. His dad was flying Brian Pillman in one of the most... uh, he was involved in one of the most controversial factions when he was in the Hart Foundation. He was involved in one of the most controversial segments when he pulled a gun on Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, best friends with the biggest fucking star in the history of wrestling. Like, how could you not use Brian? Even if he's not that good, how could you not get something out of him? So... I don't think Brian Pillman got signed off of what he did in AEW because honestly, unless you're watching YouTube, you don't know who the fuck Brian Pillman is. Yeah, they tried to put him in a good spot for like a couple of weeks and then they just forgot about him again. I forgot who he went against on TV. Uh, was it Christian? Somebody was. It was Christian. What, I gotta go, Christian was talking what, shit what, about his daddy. Yeah, but they, Exactly, and then they kind of forgot about him after that. I think he had a little beef with MJF at once, and then uh, him yeah, and the, that was the one. That's the one I was thinking of. It was the MJF one, yeah. and then him and the other blonde kid had a little tag team, and they'd get a win here and there. And the next thing you know, they're getting squashed on YouTube. Um, yeah, it's I don't know. I I heard the farm system thing too, but it is what it is. You don't want your guys to leave. Fucking put them on TV. I wouldn't be shocked if you saw Miro back in WWE. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked at that one. I mean, I got I have a whole list of people I don't think going back there, and then I have a list of people I wouldn't be shocked that went back there. Has Miro been back on TV since All In? Yeah, he was on he was on Collision. No, he, he wasn't. A, he had a little backstage segment with with CJ like yeah. two three weeks ago, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say he was on Collision last week. That was the weekend before last, and he was with his wife, and she was on last week. I want to say teasing that she's gonna manage some people. So, yeah, I mean, you got Collision. I don't understand why Meryl has to it has to be a him thing, man. Unless Tony Khan is that incompetent to not even just give him. You don't have to wrestle every week, but you could have a three minute backstage something something. 
because I think that was why the reason why a lot of people went to that company so they wouldn't have to wrestle every week. I don't mind them not wrestling every week, but you have to have a, a backstage segment, in-ring interview or something just so you won't be out of sight, out of mind. So. Here's the thing, though. Like, wrestling every week helps you. Now, you don't want to be working 320 days a year like they used to talk about in the old days, but nobody's doing that anymore. AW was running house shows. Do they even do that anymore? That lasted, what, like two months? I haven't seen that shit in forever. Yeah, Collision, now they've done Collision. They got rid of the, the, the house rule show. So you have two live shows a week, and Rampage gets recorded, right? Mm-hmm. So you got two live shows a week and a pay-per-view every now and then. That's They're saying there's too much wrestling for them? This is why AEW has so many mess-ups because guys aren't out there getting their ring time in. And then you got people getting blocked online, AEW botches account or whatever that is notorious for making fun of when they fuck up. Guess what? If they were working in the ring a lot, they probably would have that timing down instead of them sitting back there going, all right, now I'm going to do three somersaults and you're going to catch me and then DDT me through a table with spikes on it. And then it goes wrong. And you wonder why, but I have a, yeah. go ahead. I have something I want to read to you. Cause you said, uh, it's gotta be something, maybe it's something Miro's doing to why he's not on TV. So Sean Spears is doing a little Q and a this weekend and mm-hmm. I tweeted him and I said, Why do you think there have been so many starts and stops with you in AEW? I feel like you get better every time you come back, then you're gone again. He quote tweeted it, and his response was, too many cooks in the kitchen. One-offs for reactions are easy. Getting the storyline and the time to hopefully have the audience invest in it are always tricky parts of TV, and that's that's how stars rise. So Sean Spears works there, and he's saying there's too many people trying to make decisions back there. All they want to do is get one-off pops, and then they don't want to let you build a story behind it. This guy, how many times has he came back since he started in AEW? He'll just pop up out of nowhere, have a storyline for about a month, and he's gone again. But is it creative differences, or is it... We just can't come up with anything for you this week. Because if it's like Tony Khan's coming to the mirror with something, he's like, nah, that's stupid. I don't want to do it. I mean, I tried, but if it's like he's just sitting there and like, we don't have nothing for you, then that's just that's just inexcusable. I mean, look, I don't know. I'm not there. But judging by what Sean Spears tweeted, they're not investing in storylines for people. They're trying to get one-off pops. Yeah, that's that's me just reading what he said and interpreting it myself. Again, I'm not back there, but it's happening with too many people. It can't. Everybody can't have issues with the storylines. You wouldn't have anybody on TV. Yeah, and I don't know what you do to iron some of that stuff out because I don't know the structure of the behind the scenes as far as fucking. Apparently, Tony Khan. What he said what, a year or so ago that he does all the writing and booking and that doesn't seem like a rest, recipe for for uh, 
actually succeeding. <laughs> I bet he could steal 130 stolen bases. Yeah, he, I bet you. Yeah, he on the same. He, he on that same juice. Ricky Henderson is on. Yeah, said he like the ski. But I don't know, man. We always talk about this, and I don't know. You got you got uh, Adam Copeland. I guess who we we'll get into? He just debuted, so maybe he could help with the structure of storylines and stuff like that, uh, since he's. He's like a WWE guy. He's not even an indie guy. So, Here's what's funny, though. How many veterans have come to AEW and their thing is, I want to be able to help with this. I, w- I want to be able to help with this, that, and the third. And we're still seeing the same shit. You already got Christian. You already got Sting. You already got the Hardy Boys. You already got Jericho. You already got all these guys that have been in, in wrestling for 20 and 30 years. Mark Henry, Jerry Lynn, yeah. Arn Anderson. It's not helping. So now all of a sudden Edge is going to help? I'm not saying that he's the absolute number one solution, but the more veterans you get in there, you know, it can't hurt. I don't see they might as well just go ahead and start a fucking New Blood versus Millionaires Club storyline like WCW did. Just have fucking <laughs> all all the old guys versus all the young guys. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's a middle ground because that's what I like about AEW is they don't have the actual writing team, people that don't even come up in wrestling like WWE has, but you have to have some type of structure. Like what was a uh, Dusty Rhodes uh, struck uh, title back in WCW? He was a head booker. Yeah, like I don't think Tony Khan should be the head booker. He's got five other jobs. He should have more of a structure with actually having like a booking team of like three people. Don't have to be writing scripts out like like I said. Don't have to be like writers from NYU or anything like that, but have like a little team. Yeah. They always, and I've I've never understood this, but I've heard wrestlers on podcasts and radio shows and all that say, you start booking from the end backwards. So if you're at Survivor Series and you know WrestleMania is six months away, you pick what you want your main event to be at WrestleMania and you book it backwards. And I don't think they do that. I, I think... I think he knows where he wants to go, and then whatever happens just happens. Yeah, I think he's booking from the front and building it as he goes. Yeah, I mean, you could you could set it up in tears like like how wrestling's always been set up. You got your main like main eventers, you got your mid card, and you got your enhancement talent, and you got you got smart people in the room. I should be able yeah. to. They had a big whiteboard and plan everything out. But what do I know? I'm yeah, not in the industry. You, and you know what people are going to say? What are, you, what are y'all complaining about? We're trying to fix AEW. They just had 85,000 people at Wembley Stadium. They're on TNT and TBS twice a week. You know, their, their pay-per-view shows sell out smaller buildings, but they sell out. What are y'all talking about? People are going to keep ignoring it. But I mean... That's that's why we're you know pointing stuff out because 
if you just stay stagnant and not trying to grow your company, then you've seen it with other companies. You're going to eventually die. And I enjoyed, I enjoyed the product as I'm just pointing out stuff that they can improve on. Well, that's just my two cents. Let's transition on over to uh, this weekend's premium live event and pay-per-views. Uh, we had WWE NXT's No Mercy, and we had AEW Wrestle Dream. Uh, if you want to pull the card up, we can run through the cards real quick. Because uh, we do got to do a fast lane preview as well. And then power rankings and then our NFL picks, which are kicking my ass in apparently. But, uh, <laughs> you know, of the two shows, No Mercy was my favorite show. Um because again, I watched bits and pieces of Wrestle Dream. I just did, I didn't care about it. There's nothing there that made me want. I'm a big Will Osprey fan, and him being in a six man tag, I didn't give a fuck. I mean, uh, there were there were two different vibes as far as shows go. I enjoyed both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, NXT was more compact, and they got straight to the point, which I like about and. As far as AEW goes, I enjoyed every match except for like two of them, but it was long as hell. But as far as the end ring goes, I like both of them for different reasons. So, I mean, if we're going to be fair, WWE used to run WrestleManias five and six hours long. And I used to come on here with Marty and just bitch and complain like, I got to go to work tomorrow. The main event to AEW show didn't start till after midnight or close to it. I thought the main event was on, so I pulled up my phone to go check it out, and it was still like Danielson and uh, Zack Sabre Jr. like shaking hands at the beginning of it. I'm like, damn, is this the main event? And it turns out it wasn't. Uh, Yeah, I ended up going to sleep before the main event even happened because I got to be up at 4 a.m. for work on Sunday. On Monday. So I could go through it right now and tell you the matches that didn't need to be on this card. (laughs) Yeah. You didn't need uh, that Young Bucks four-way, whatever they did. I mean, I might be a little biased because I'm not really a Young Cuck fan. Neither am I. You didn't need, as much as I like Ricky Starks, you didn't need him versus Wheeler Yuta. And I'm going to go and say that you didn't really need the, uh, even though I enjoyed the match, you didn't need the Omega, Jericho, and Osprey on this card that could have been saved for a TV special that they like to do occasionally or a dynamite main event. And then that would have made it a more nice and compact show. I mean, it's like, and I know it sounds like we're just shitting on AEW for the past 45 minutes, but like they just had two pay-per-views a month ago. You don't need all these fucking people on TV. Like, there's got to be, like you said a minute ago, there's got to be a happy medium. On one hand, we're complaining, you know, we got all these people just sitting over here not having TV time. But on the other hand, we're complaining that your pay-per-views are too fucking long because you're trying to get everybody on TV. And it just sounds like we're complaining, but there should be a happy medium. You should be able to get more people on your regular TV programs, and you should be able to compact your pay-per-views to fucking three hours or less. And that was the charm 
with the company when they first started that they only had four quarterly pay-per-views and, you know, kind of got to put people on there so they can make money. But since then, you added four more. So why do you need to put all those people on a pay-per-view at once? Because you got uh, you got the wrestle, uh, what's it called? Uh, when it's AEW versus New Japan. Forbidden uh, Door. Forbidden Door. You got Forbidden Door. Now you got this wrestle dream. You had All In. And all, which was an addition to All Out. And then you got this one that's supposed to be in December. So why do you need to put all these people on one pay-per-view and have it last till midnight? I don't get that. Even though I enjoyed it. But, you know, I feel like it's constructive criticism. We, we're not bitching just the bitch. Nah. But, uh, uh, what was your favorite match on the NXT car? Oh, Becky and Trish Stratus. I'm Trish Stratus. Yeah. Becky and Tiffany Stratton. <laughs> um, I mean, she, she could she could be uh, Trish Stratus's kid. Did you see Trish Becky's Stratton. arm? Yeah, that was nasty. That gas she wrestled with? Ugh. Um, then the bad part was they taped it up, and like halfway through the match, the tape fucking came down and was like, Half the tape was inside of the cut. It was gross. Uh, kudos to her fucking sticking out. Kudos to Tiffany Stratton. She got her fucking eyebrow busted open like early as fuck in the match. Um, and just kept going. That girl's going to be a star. She is everything WWE wants Charlotte to be. What, what does she have that Charlotte doesn't have? A moonsault for one. Charlotte flips out of the ring all the time. Yeah, but it sucks. I mean, I don't think it sucks. I just think it's stupid because she doesn't touch she, anybody. She lands on her feet like it's dumb and she has to force it in every match. Yeah. I think it looks fine, but she, like you said, she has to force it in and it, it's not the safest move. And it, what I know about safeness is I'm not in the business. It but. doesn't look fine. She doesn't land. A moonsault, you're supposed to land on people. She lands next to them, lands on her feet, and then falls backwards every fucking time. Uh, well, maybe it's like a very maybe the people aren't being a good base for her. I wouldn't be a good base for a big ass either jumping off the top rope like that. But uh, she's just better than Charlotte. She's better than Charlotte. She's better than Charlotte. I think already. I think she's better than Charlotte. Charlotte is not the best on the mic. I mean, she's decent, but I still really can't buy into Tiffany on the mic. I just her cadence. Maybe she can't help it because that's her voice. What? Toodles. How do you not? <laughs> I fucking like, love her on the mic. And then it has said, nah. It's just like, who, nobody talks like that. Sure you do. I go to fucking uh, Starbucks every Friday. I see a bunch of girls talking like that. Nah, uh, it sounds like she's memorizing her lines. That's what it sounds like. But, you know, well, she can still win me over as far as the mic goes. But as far as the ring, like you said, that was a good match. Might have been not been my favorite match of the night, but I enjoyed it. Um, the two top matches of the whole weekend, I think, were well, yeah, I'll say it. The two top matches of the whole weekend were back to back on NXT No Mercy. Well, uh, I mean, that's your opinion. I I like the I like Ilya and Carmelo. That was definitely in my. That's top what I'm talking three, about. You said the whole weekend. Yeah, those two matches were back to back. 
Carmelo I, and Dragunov happened right before Becky and Trish. Trish why do you call this girl Trish? Tiffany Stratton. I I like I like Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. It was all right. I'm not a Zack Sabre Jr. fan. That's why. Exactly. But, you know, gimmick matches are fine, and like you said, they tore the house down. How about but, my boy Baron Corbin getting the win over Braun Breaker? That was a good match, and you called uh, Corbin to win. I didn't think he was going to win. Hats off to Corbin. That was a good match. Yeah. Um, I didn't too much care for the tag match. I like Trick. Yeah. Trick. Trick went. Trick, I, I noticed this match, though. Trick's not quite ready to be on his own, I don't think. Hmm. I wasn't really paying attention that I watched the match and enjoyed it. I, I wasn't like uh, trying to dissect it though. You saw some a little shakiness. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 man, he's got so much charisma though, and like the crowd fucking loves him. So you can hide a lot of that stuff, but yeah, I, I, and it's not saying he ain't gonna get there. He'll, he'll definitely get there. Um, but I think it, I think it's gonna be hard for him without Mello once they finally split like for good. Uh, but maybe they can stall it a little bit and let him kind of, because he hadn't he hadn't really been wrestling on his own. He's he's been Melo's like hype man. So now he's out there on his own and all the eyeballs are on him. And I, I felt like I felt like he knew the eyeballs were on him. Mm-hmm. And kind of a spoiler alert. I mean, it's live, so I I can't possibly spoil it. I think Carmelo might cost him the belt tonight. Oh, you're watching this back there? Or? No, I'm okay. not watching it. Okay. But they, they're supposed to have a match tonight. I'm, well, I'm sure it's probably going to be the main event. I just got it playing on my other screen. I have, I've been trying not to comment on what's happening. Um, but there was yeah, a, I don't have it up. There was a face-off a second ago. The match didn't happen, but there was a face-off, and I thought maybe you were watching it. No, nah, I don't know anything. <clears throat> Well, when you listen to this in the future, Rucker didn't give any spoilers. I'm trying to do better with not commenting on NXT during fucking the show. But sometimes stuff happens, Gigi Dolan, and I have no choice but to say something. <laughs> um, We touched on No Mercy. I think I know what your favorite match on Wrestle Dream was. It was uh, Statlander and Julia Hart, right? <laughs> He's trying to be funny. <laughs> I thought you know. I thought you uh, really actually enjoyed that man. I did up until she. What was the point of making this woman win twenty eight matches in a row? Right, she's completely transformed what you thought about. And we're talking about Julia Hart. She's completely transformed what you thought about her as a wrestler. She got a cold ass entrance. She's over as fuck with the crowd, and you literally just have her go out there and lose the Statlander one two three. And then nothing happens at the end. Not cheating. She didn't slip on a banana peel. She literally just beat her. 28 match win streak. Gone. I mean, I'm not mad at it. They did what they needed to do. Now you look at Julia Hart as a a threat in the women's division. No, you don't. I do. I do. She just lost. She just lost fair and square. She beat all these losers. She beat all these other people, and then she went on, she went toe to toe with the champion and got her ass whooped. She's so no longer a threat. All her build up was erased 
in one moment just hurt getting beat by Statlander. Yes. I don't I don't think so. You know why? Because they had a chance to make a fucking star. Pull the trigger. Statlander ain't it. Statlander what missed is- her chance the first three times she got injured when everybody wanted her to be the champ. I'm not a Statlander hater. She's not my favorite. I'm not a hater of her either. I'm just saying her time was a year and a half ago, but she kept getting hurt. And now they're trying to force it to be her time. And then you have Julia Hart come along that gets over organically. You got her winning almost 30 straight matches. You make a big deal about it. And she just loses on a fucking made-up pay-per-view that, you know, ain't even a part of the big pay-per-views in the middle of the card. And now she's go back to Rampage. No. I'll see what they do with her in the upcoming weeks. Retroactively, you might be right. But I think she's come a long way from being a cheerleader a year ago. And now she is what she is. Got a nice gimmick going on for herself with a dope crew. So I don't think she necessarily needs that secondary title, though. It wouldn't have been bad for her to have. You know what? I just realized she reminded me when you called her a cheerleader. She's on the same, besides winning championships, she's on the same, like, career trajectory as what Alexa Bliss was. Small, Mm. blonde, pretty, cheerleader. Alexa Bliss was a fairy. Then she gets mixed up with the wrong crew. Alexa Bliss with, like, Bray Wyatt. She goes crazy. Julia Hart with fucking uh, Aleister Black. Now she's all dark. They really like the same fucking trajectory. They're like opposite universes. Well, similarities. A lot of similarities. Even though uh, Alexa had a goddess gimmick in between. But mm-hmm. yeah, both got corrupted by uh, paranormal entities. I think Julia's better in the ring than Alexa, though. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I don't know. I just, I think of all the results this weekend, that was the one that, like befuddled me the most well this is a good segue uh what about the main event and what happened afterwards ej i don't know if you know this about me (laughs) but i don't really give a fuck about edge (laughs) i never have multiple times yeah i never have he's just not a he's not a needle mover for me uh i thought it was cool I think it's cool that he came out to his regular music. Um, I'm always a fan of watching the crowd like lose their shit in happiness about something. Like when he came back at the Rumble, I didn't give a fuck. But it was cool watching the crowd go crazy. When CM Punk came back, I didn't give a fuck. But I watched, I watched that comeback probably 20 times just watching the crowd reaction to it. So I like stuff like that. But when you take all that away and you just, you know, He's going to wrestle every week and shit like that. I don't really give a fuck about Edge wrestling every week. Yeah, I, I saw that uh, clip with him in the, the the scrum. But what do you think about him wrestling every week? I don't know. He's almost 50. Is that wise? I mean, he did have 10 years off. He's still aging, even though he wasn't taking bumps. Yeah. Now he's 40. Yeah, but he kept himself in shape. So if he's not taking bumps, you know, the bump card gets extended a little bit. I don't know. Why Why do you have to roll Edge out every week but not Miro? 
and we praised AEW in the past, how they treated Sting and how they treated, you know, how they treating Jeff Jarrett. Why, why don't you treat Edge and similar? But I think Edge wants to wrestle, so Tony's not going to tell him no. Yeah, you're going to pay all that money for him. Just out there and ring the bell. Yeah, I'm I'm actually more intrigued with Christian now that more than more so than Adam Copeland. Always. I've always been. I you know, of all the main tag teams, I've always had a favorite. You know. Always like Christian over Edge, Matt Hardy over Jeff Hardy, Jay over Jimmy, you know, Road Warrior Hulk over Road Warrior Animal, Scott Steiner over Rick Steiner. Like you name a tag team, I always liked one guy more than the other one. And it's no different with Christian and Edge. I always thought Christian was the brains of that operation. You you were more of a Stevie Ray fan, weren't you? Fuck no. <laughs> I no, I, I shouldn't say it like that because I did love me some Stevie Ray. When he joined the NWO and when he was a commentator on Nitro, I used to fucking love Stevie Ray, man. Honestly, Stevie Ray and Booker T, those are probably two that I didn't pick one over the other one. They fucking picked Booker T for me. <laughs> Because Stevie Ray was never as good as Booker T when they split up. You were you were a Bubba Ray guy too. <laughs> Let's get to power rankings. Uh, uh, but before uh, <laughs> before we hit power before we hit power rankings, um, I got a question. This is total speculation. If we're kind of comparing this to stick and ball sports, who won the trade? Uh, between Adam Copeland being AEW and hypothetically in a month or two, you hear Cult of Personality rain out through the speakers. Oof. I think you don't like both the guys, so this will be uh, pretty unbiased too. (laughs) I think WWE will win because they're hot right now. He'll come back in Chicago at Survivor Series more than likely. They're selling out everywhere they go. You never thought you would see CM Punk come back to WWE. There was always a chance Edge would go to AEW, especially when he went on that little fucking tour. But right now, if I told you, if you bet 100 bucks, EJ, you get 500 if CM Punk showed up. But if he doesn't show up, you, just, you get nothing. You just lose your 100 bucks. Would you do it? Well, yeah, I'd do it. You would? I wouldn't. Because there's, there's no guarantee that he is. Yeah. But I'll but take I, that risk. I think WWE would win that because you could shoot Punk straight to the top. Um, and they have so many titles, world titles. AEW's only got one. I don't think Edge is beating MJF anytime soon. You know, I think Punk could easily go take the title from Rollins. Um, or start a feud with fucking Roman Reigns. He'll be at WrestleMania more than likely. Like I think WWE wins that with Punk, because honestly, Edge made that big ass comeback, and then what did he do after that? He had that weird fucking feud with Randy Orton. Main event at WrestleMania, and got smashed and stacked because he won the Royal Rumble, and then Daniel Bryan cried his way in there. Um, created one of the mo- most hottest acts in WWE. Yeah, they didn't get hot until he got out of it. That was uh, that was the the, the crazy. That was like all planned out. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's what I'm saying. As soon as Edge left, people was like, "The Judgment Day is kind of dope." 
All by design, all by design. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just think I think the it'll wear off that Edge is in AEW by like Christmas. Well, who's who's the biggest star out of the two? I think Punk is. Hmm. CM Punk went to AEW and they got their first million dollar pay-per-view gate. I don't think Edge is going to move the needle the way CM Punk did. I think part of that is, well, I mean, Edge was gone a long, long time too, but CM Punk swore off wrestling. Uh, yeah, I don't know if Edge would do that. Who's is, the more recognizable? Let's just say that, man. Who's the more recognizable out of the two? Between wrestling fans or between like regular people? Because I don't think anybody would know either one of them. Like, neither one of them are household names. The wrestling fans, but as a total, from yesteryear and present. I think Punk is. Hmm. I, I think I partly agree with you. I think comparing singles careers to singles careers, probably Punk, but you put Edge's tag career and he got that attitude error rub and I think some people's parents would know Edge just from the attitude area. Hey, that's Edge Christian. They know him as a Mick Carter, but they still know him. Yeah, but Punk is a meme, you know? Punk's got plenty of memes that are out there. His name is CM Punk. Like, he went to the UFC, and people saw him get his ass kicked, but they saw him in the UFC. Um, Edge is just a wrestler. Punk goes further than wrestling sometimes. And he's in he's in that TV show Heels. Like Edge is in Vikings, but nobody watched that shit. Yeah. I mean, from the looks of the ratings, not a whole lot of people were watching Heels, even though I watched it. I think it's a good show. Um Yeah, it's just an interesting convo to have, just comparing the two because both of them have pretty much done everything in the industry. And you have punk, of course that's gonna move the needle, I think, with as far as social media and your digital footprint. But WWE's WWE, they're going to sell regardless. You think they sell more tickets off of Punk's back? WWE's, like you said, they're going to sell regardless. But I don't think it'll be ticket sales. It'll be ratings. It'll be Peacock subscriptions. It'll be house shows. It'll be merch. Edge is going to bump the merch up on Pro Wrestling Tees for maybe like a month and then people are going to realize these shirts cost too much fucking money. <laughs> Those shirts are expensive. So I I think in a in a vacuum, man, if you put them up against each other, I think CM Punk's a much bigger star than Edge. Yeah. Fun little hypothetical game to play. Like we said, we don't know for sure if Punk's going to go to WWE because he did burn a lot of bridges, but... We shall see how that plays out. Let's go ahead and get to uh, power rankings. Okay. I will, You went first last week, so I will kick it off this week. And I had it pulled up. Let me get that pulled up again. Number five. Touched on this guy a little bit earlier. He's your new NXT North American champion, Trick Williams. Trick. 
got the win over Dominic. He's man, he was super over at the show. You think that would translate to the main roster? He cut a promo last night on Monday Night Raw, and people seem to like him. I think he's got a star written all over him. I do too. He's got really good charisma. Like, I wasn't trying to like put him down earlier when I was talking about uh you know how he was wrestling and shit like that. I think I think him and Melo both are like made for wrestling. Uh yeah. on, on, on national TV, like on a scale. Um world champion, I don't know, but definitely for Monday Night Raw and TV or SmackDown. Yeah, I think so, I think SmackDown will be a better look for some of these younger talents because I feel like a lot of times these raw people get lost in the mix. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It's just the vibe, but we'll see. Who you got at number five? Um, my number five. I try not to put people that lose on here, but her star took off these last two losses she's taken, and that's Tiffany Stratton. Toodles. You're really high on Tiffany Stratton. I am. Maybe it was the outfit. I don't know. Um, <laughs> number four is I disagreed with this win, but she beat Jade. She's fucking ran through the whole division, and she's still the AEW TBS champion, Chris Statland. Yeah. I mean, I think they're trying to set her up. The challenge for that that main woman's title eventually. Only thing I could think of, but yeah, the crowd the crowd likes her, but they don't love her. They used to. Yeah, that's how I describe it. And maybe maybe she could you know crank up the the volume on what she does out there. Come up with something that the crowd clamors for. It is what it is, I guess. That was your number four. Mm-hmm. My number four is a guy we hadn't even brought up yet, but it was one of my favorite matches of the weekend. Swerve Strickland got a big win over Adam Hangman Page. And we had your boy Prince Nana out there showing out. <laughs> Swerve, we're not Swerve dancing. <laughs> oh, man, the crowd did not like Adam Page. I know they were in Swerve's hometown, but the crowd was really behind Swerve. Out there in the Pacific Northwest, and mm. I digged it. I don't know if you got a chance to watch the match. Yeah, um, that was your number four. Yeah, so you did your. T- so I got to go my number three. Yeah. My number three is your new NXT World Champion, Ilya Dragunov. Like we talked about earlier, him and Carmelo put on a slapper, and uh, I think you. I can't remember. I think you did pick Dragon off. I know I didn't. So I didn't expect uh Dragon off to pull it off, but they finally decided to pull a trigger with the kid. And I thought like he might have lost and be the one to get called up to Raw to take it off of Gunther, but I guess they're not going that direction. But hats off to Ilya. Speaking of Gunther, he and MJF both are honorable mentions this week. MJF won in fucking tag team. Imagine losing a tag team match against one person for the time. I mean, last week you said you didn't even know who the two were when I was bringing up the right. <laughs> I mean, I don't, but like now I really don't know who the fuck they are. They're just, they're the answer to a trivia question. <laughs> who did MJF squash by himself? 
righteous. You might as well fucking had Nicholas come out there and be his tag team partner. <laughs> hey, Nicholas is just about ring ready by now, right? <laughs> I think he's got a toy. I think he's got an action figure now. Hey, that's, that's got to be a cool thing to show people at school. I wonder if they could get him, a, you know, some panties. <laughs> is he old enough to get panties yet? He was like in fifth grade last time. This was like, this was like pushing seven years ago, wasn't it? That was like 2016 or so. That was a while ago. <laughs> I don't know. We might have to time, fact check time that. Time is flying, man. He we was might like have to fact check that one. I don't, I, don't, I don't even remember. He was like 10, right? Like eight or 10, nine or 10. Something like that. He's getting close to being 18, which is crazy. <laughs> but yeah, honorable mentions for Walter and uh, Walter Gunther and uh, MJF. My number three just made your list. Swerve Strickland. Big time win over one of the, I know he's not one of the pillars, but he's one of the, you know, he's a former world champion. There hadn't been that many world champions in the AEW. Heyman Page is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um my number two, as we speak right now, are getting his plates put on the NXT World Championship. Dragonov. What a good match. So they're having a big ceremony for him, huh? No, it, was just, it just happened backstage. I saw uh, he shaved his, his beard off or something like that. Yeah, he, he's got a, got a little three-piece suit on, looking real British. Is that where he's from? I don't fucking know. It's just what he looks like. The big ass, <laughs> the big ass fucking. Uh, I can't even think. What's the what's it called right here on the tie? Uh, uh, I don't know. Like the tie clip or whatever. No, the the where the tie is actually tied. Some people make uh, them really collar? big. Some people make them really small. Oh, I don't know what that actual thing's called. The triangle part of it. Yeah, I can't think of the name. There's a name for it. Uh, uh, but he's got the big fucking tie right there. Looking fucking dapper as a motherfucker, honestly. I don't know if he's going to be a heel. Is he supposed to be a heel or a face with this run? Oh, boy. I don't know, but it's about to be battle with the butt cheeks. <laughs> Blair Davenport Tune versus in NXT. Gigi Dolan. Yeah. If you're listening and you haven't watched NXT, you might want to tune in for this one. Um you go ahead. I think you got what number one left. Number two and number one. I got two. I got two and one left. Well, number two is still your NXT Women's Champion Becky Lynch. We discussed this earlier. Big win over Tiffany Stratton. Hard hitting matches. Both women got injured. And what would they say? Uh, Becky's timetable for being out is she's wrestling uh Tegan Knox on Monday this coming week. Oh, so man, so they, 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 it's gonna. Oh damn. Uh, seal that back up, sew it up, and put some spit on it, and run it right back out there, huh? It should be. Fun. She had a cast on last or a sling, but now she's out there throwing right hands today. So, I guess you know, forty-eight, sixty hours is enough. Seventy-two. Yeah, my hours. number one for this week is still the TNT champion. Another main event at a pay per view. I think this is the second one. Christian Cage went over Darby Allen, and then his boy turned back up in the company or debuted in the company and is trying to get his get back. I think they should stay away from that, though, for a while and not have them touch for a while. Maybe even have Edge going a different direction before, you know, they meet up with each other. I would have liked it if Edge would have just beat the fuck out of Sting with the chair. 
Really? And, and join Christian. Huh. Uh, but, I mean, you're not gonna, I guess you could go the tag team route, have Sting and Darby versus Edge. I wouldn't have been mad at that. But we'll see. It's, uh, tune in for Dynamite tomorrow. Yeah. I think you're, you're number one now. Number one, the man. You know, over the past month, month and a half, she, I know we're only talking about this week, but you got to think about the run she's on. Great match. It was what was it? Last Woman Standing or Falls Count Anywhere with uh, with um, what's what's old girl's name? I don't like with Trish Stratus. Uh, uh, Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark. You know, best match I've seen Zoe Stark have. Put on one of Trish's best matches ever in the cage match, and then two back to back bangers with Tiffany Stratton, like. Becky's on a roll right now. All the um, while, staying away from the women's world title. Yeah. Is that the main purpose of her doing this NXT run? Is just so she don't have to be in the title scene? Or is this a ratings grab? Probably a little both. Killing two birds in one stone. Man, Blair Davenport has gotten in really good shape. I don't, I don't mean that like pervertedly. I mean like... Her and you know her and Jamie Hader used to be a tag team, mm-hmm. and they were both uh, they both like transformed their bodies, like to just like really athletic looking. I like her hair. Be honest, too. I can't really tell either apart between Jamie Hader and. Well, now yeah, because Blair Davenport wasn't in the shape Jamie Hader was in, but now she's. I can tell them apart. Like I, I think Hader's like a little more. Uh, I don't want to say beastly because that's like if was, <laughs> if we were talking about two dudes. Like so he's he's more of a beast. Haters haters more of like a like a tank. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, again, that sounds bad too. Like Jamie Hader's hot, so let's just get that out of the way. But she's more not muscular, but just like her her body's just built for whooping ass more than Blair Davenport's is. She's an ass whooping machine. Put it like that. Um, but yeah, now that Blair Davenport's got half her hair. Blonde, I think I do see the how she kind of looks like Jamie Hader. She's got a dope haircut though. Like she's got a fade going down both sides, and she's got braids coming back. Like it looks pretty good. Um, and I was just being facetious earlier. I hadn't really put a picture of them side to side, but I know they used to tag in there both from. No, when you when they used to tag, you couldn't tell them apart. And now when you see Blair Davenport tonight, you're gonna be like, damn, she does look like Jamie Hader. Um. So I, I feel what you're talking about. Um but yeah, that was our power rankings. Uh we gotta get to we got damn EJ's getting late quickly. We gotta get to yeah. um this fast lane preview. That's this weekend, right? It is indeed. Fast lane preview and then talk about uh how you're kicking my ass in the NFL. <laughs> uh I got the car pulled up. If you want me to go through them, I didn't know if you had it pulled up. Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and get through it and and pick. <laughs> I got only the, only I get, five <laughs> matches uh, announced for this card, and I think it's gonna stay at that. Um, I'm not mad at that because it's a it's not a major pay per view. It's like a holdover or premium live event. It's like one that transitions, so I guess less is more in this situation. But if I'm a fan paying money for the ticket, I might have wanted maybe one more match. But let's go through this. The match they got first on here, this is on the WWE website. They got 
Undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions, Finn Balor and Damian Priest versus Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso for the Tag Team Championships. Hmm. I'll let you pick first. <laughs> Did they really just move Jay Uso to Raw to be Tag Team Champions with Cody? I don't know. You tell me. If Judgment Day wins it... Judgment Day is going to win. And that's what I'm picking, too. I don't think you put the tag team championship on Cody and, and say it, that's him finishing the story. <laughs> I mean, it could be a stopgap, but I think he, he has to win the big belt first. So give me a Judgment Day by shenanigans. Next up, we got the LWO, but they don't have what specific members it is, versus... Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits in a six-man tag team. This is going to be a slaughter. Yeah. You know Ray's in it because Ray's the one that made the challenge on Friday. Uh, You know Escobar's probably in it and then one of the other ones. Uh, Bobby Lashley putting the fear in the Profits when they mess up. Like, I better get back out there and do what I told y'all to do. Right. Well, I take did. the switch off the street. <laughs> Bobby said, I don't <laughs> want to hear that. I want to see results. I want all that shit back. The suits, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone playing. Yeah, yeah give, gonna, give me the, the profits and Lashley. It's going to be so nasty when he picks Rey Mysterio up and does that fucking one-hand spine buster to him. Oof. Might kill the man. Yeah. Dominic won't be mad. <laughs> uh... Say hi to Eddie for me up there. Oh, no. Say, tell, <laughs> tell my real dad I said. <laughs> uh, uh, next, we got your WWE Women's Champion, EO Sky versus Charlotte Flair. Why? Well, I don't understand why it's why? this match versus Oscar. Why? I don't know. I was going to ask you the same thing. Why is Charlotte playing? They're putting her in matches now that don't even make sense. Why? So Bailey has a match with Charlotte and then says, oh, you want to make it a triple threat? We'll do it. Like Charlotte didn't even ask for the title match. And they put her in it. Like, ugh. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I don't know. It's, them putting Charlotte in this match is kind of a wild card. I don't think she's gonna win it. I don't know. They may. I don't know how they feel about EO behind the scenes. You know, I enjoyed her run so far. Give me, give me EO. Yeah, I'll take EO to retain. Also, next match we have Mister. You can't see me, Doctor Thugonomics, Mister. Never give up, John Cena, and. The megastar L.A. Knight yeah. versus your boy Jimmy Uso and Soul Sokola. I like I got, this. Uh, I got seen in L.A. Knight. I like this little uh, thing they got going on though. What's that? This whole little storyline. I like Jimmy trying to act like he's a new tribal chief, <laughs> putting yeah. his fucking hand out for the microphone. <laughs> Subtly been throwing that in there. Yeah. Heyman's uh, been in the back. Call Roman Reigns. So. He's going to have to answer for all this shit when Roman gets back. I don't like the fact that, again, I've said it a million times, Jimmy's the one started all this shit, and now he's just trying to act like everything's copacetic. Like, I don't think that shit's going to fly. 
Solo looks like at any moment he's just ready to beat Jimmy's ass. <laughs> but yeah, he also looks he also looks like sometimes he's like he kind of feels what Jimmy's doing. Like, yeah, you're right. Let's let's whoop these motherfuckers' ass real quick. I <laughs> I love Jimmy went to shake Solo's hand. Solo walked away from him, so he did like little invisible handshake by himself. <laughs> I didn't catch that. That's funny though. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, we good, we good. He he locked up and everything. That shit was so funny. Um, give me Jimmy and Solo to win. Okay. No, you I know, think. no, no, no. They gotta let the they gotta let the good guys win eventually against the bloodline because they ain't gonna win when Roman gets back. So we'll take. I'll take Cena in L.A. Night. That's that's what I'm taking. But if Jimmy and Solo do win, I think. I think Cena would take the pin. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Cena taking the pin from Jimmy or Solo, but Jimmy especially, I think would do good for Jimmy because Jay's fucking killing it on Raw without him, and he's like a almost a comedy act on Smack. Didn't he just lose? Jimmy? Yeah, didn't he lose last I think week? AJ week Styles beat him. Maybe. Yeah, I can't remember. Fucking. And then they killed AJ Styles. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. They're definitely throwing some nuances in the story to keep me intrigued. So we'll see how that plays out. But uh, main event for this one, your world heavyweight champion. I think this might be the first one he's actually uh, headlining as a, with the title, if that's how it goes. If Seth he, Rollins. If he headlines it. That's what I'm saying. I don't even know if that's how they're going to go, but it's like the biggest one on their page, so I'm assuming that's going to main event versus Shinsuke Nakamura last man standing match. Wouldn't this got? be a great time for the not the bloodline, Judgment Day to lose the tag titles and then have your boy cash in at the end of the man, night? You took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to pick Seth Rollins, and then I said he's going to be battered and bruised. It's the perfect time for, uh, what's my boy's name, uh, Damian Priest to come out and cash in. So, yeah, I got Rollins keeping it, but I got Priest cashing in, even though I uh-huh. picked them to hold on to the tag titles. Maybe uh, they go a different route because we were both thinking the same thing because I was literally going to say the same thing. Uh, Priest cashes in afterward, but maybe that means they lose the tag team championships. Or maybe I'm just digging too deep, <laughs> yeah. overanalyzing it. But I got Seth winning, and that brings us to the end of the preview of WWE Fastlane this weekend on a Saturday. They're doing the uh, NXT Women's Breakout Tournament, and they're introducing all these people, and I'm having a hard time paying attention, EJ. <laughs> hey man, got NFL picks to do. Lola Vice, Jakara Jackson. Like, I saw that too. I think Lola should win it all if, if we're up to me. But what do I know? It's gonna be fun watching it though. Kilani Jordan. They they got some athletes. Like a lot of these women are like former MMA fighters. Uh, mm-hmm. A couple of them are like national champions in soccer. One of them was a finalist for Miss Canadian, Miss Canada, the universe. Uh, this mm. lady they got now is a professional volleyball player. First team, all MAC in volleyball. Like, 
They got some athletes out here. I mean, that was the goal when they started doing this NIL and signing a lot of these uh, college kids to get the athletes and to train them. So we'll see if it pays off. Yep. Let's go ahead and do this NFL. And, uh, What's that? So let's go ahead and do these NFL picks and we'll get up there. Oh. So for week four, Rucker, you went nine and seven. Hey, I'm over, over 500. 500. That's over 500. Mm-hmm. I went 12 and four. And that Jesus. takes the year totals to you're 31 and 33, and I'm 42 and 22. So it's, it's still possible for you to catch up. I mean, it's only, it's only week weeks. four. It's only week four. That's what I'm saying. I just got to have a few bad weeks. You don't even have to have a few bad weeks. I just got to have a couple where I'm beating you by one or two in a row. <laughs> Do about four weeks of me get, gaining a little two games on you here and there. I know I'm going to gain one on you this week at least. We'll see. You got the games pulled up or you need me to pull them up? I do not have them pulled up. All right, I can do that real quick. Dun, 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 dun. I can't believe it's week five already, man. Football season flies by, bro. Like it, it seems like the off season takes so fucking long to get here, and then as soon as it's here, like the weeks just fly by before you know it's Christmas. Yeah, that's. But if you think about it, if you include preseason and postseason, it lasts about half a year. But it, like you said, it just flies by. Yeah, it goes August to January, February. It's about five months, six months maybe at the longest. But, yeah, it, uh, here we go. We got the 3-1 and one Detroit Lions. Wait, that was last week. I thought I picked week five. What are you doing? There we go. Thursday night football. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is weird. Um, it took away all the the who's got wins and losses, but I guess that doesn't matter. Thursday night, you got the Chicago Bears traveling to Washington to take on the Commanders. EJ, who you got? You won't catch me picking Chicago anytime soon, especially after I collapsed last week. Give me the Commanders. I'll take the Commanders also, who should have won this past week, and that would have gave me a fucking game up on you. Like shoulda, coulda, woulda. How do you not go for two? You tie the game, or you don't tie the game. You get a touchdown on the road as the clock expires, and you kick a field goal and go to overtime. I thought this nigga's name was Riverboat Ron. <laughs> hey, Riverboat Ron wanted to keep his job. Yeah, wait. Still didn't work out for him. Talking about you hear his excuse. Talking about we were tired from driving down the field. Everybody was tired. <laughs> Y'all had all the momentum. I'm sorry. I feel like they could have lined up and just ran the ball for two yards and got in. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars traveled to Buffalo, who laid the smackdown on Miami last week. I'll take you. Said Jags go to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm picking Buffalo. Actually, that's uh, that's in. Oh damn! The Jaguars playing two games in a row in London. The Bills they're are playing Buffalo in London? Yeah, the Bills are the quote-unquote home team, but they're playing in London again. Jacksonville was just in London last week with the Falcons. I guess they just stayed the whole time. I'm, I'm still picking Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, so that's at 9.30 a.m. 1 o'clock p.m. The Houston Texans travel to Atlanta 
to take on the Falcons. Ooh, man. Mm. We probably... Houston just fucking whooped Pittsburgh's ass last week. Yeah, let me let me go with the hot hand. CJ Stroud's been playing well. I don't know if I trust the the city living's team. So I don't either. Their quarterback, their quarterback's absolute shits. <laughs> I can't even remember. Him. I forget his name every week. Ritter, Ritter, yeah, yeah. I'll take the Texans. They, you know, they got um, Taylor Heineke. He's trash too. He's better than Ritter. He took the fucking uh, Washington Commanders to the playoffs. He just he got the hot hand. I don't think he's good, but he I think pro- I think the yeah. Falcons have a good team. They just need a quarterback. I mean, you kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. You got a good team. They're not gonna want to lose. You can't tank, so they're gonna be stuck with terrible quarterback play. I guess. You they can trade can, for one. They can send the Cowboys Kyle Pitts and we'll give them Trey Lance. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So we both got the Texans. Uh, the Carolina Panthers travel to Detroit, Ford Field, to take uh-huh. on the Detroit Lions. I'm, uh, Detroit. I'm, you know, the, Pan- the Panthers are terrible right now. I feel bad for uh, Bryce Young. He don't got no weapons. You don't got DJ Moore anymore. Yeah, yes, I think. No, I don't think. I think he's gone. I think he's with the Texans or some team like that. With Chicago, no. actually. Yeah. Uh, give me the Detroit Lions in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, the Tennessee Titans travel to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Against hmm. my better judgment, I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans. <sighs> That's what I was going to take, but. We've been picking the same team so far, so I'm going to keep it interesting. I'll, I'll go with Indianapolis. Back in the day, they used to call this a get-right game. The New York Giants travel to South Beach to take on the Dolphins. It's going to be a bloodbath. I know why it's called a get-right game. <laughs> Give me the Dolphins. Uh, I'm sure you'll take them, too. You ain't even got to say it. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Dolphins. Uh, speaking of a get-right game, this is one for both teams. Uh, the New Orleans Saints travel to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots at Gillette Stadium. Uh, uh, hold on, I was trying to multitask, getting these written down. You said who's going to New England? The New Orleans Saints. Oh, we might differ on this one. I think uh, Bill Belichick's going to get in their asses, and he'll get the home win, and. Derek Carr, I don't think he's fully right. He played, but I don't know if he's right. I'm going to take the Saints. I, 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 and I know it's because I watched the Cowboys just destroy the Patriots, but the Patriots have actually played well against everybody else. But I think that team might have quit on Bill Belichick last week, especially if he's going to keep rolling Matt Jones out there. Oh, Matt Jones played like ass. But... I think they'll write the ship. They'll be at home. The Baltimore Ravens travel to Pittsburgh to take on those sorry-ass Pittsburgh Steelers. Give me Lamar Jackson. Taking Baltimore as well. Another thing, you didn't tell me last week that Deshaun Watson was injured. I wouldn't have picked the Browns last week. Shit, I didn't know. 
Oh, you didn't know? I didn't know until game day when I was trying to decide if I was going to start Amari Cooper on my fantasy team. And they were like, Deshaun Watson's out. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, but I'm taking the Ravens as well. He got a massage without any lotion and got a friction burn. <laughs> Whoa. The dry Allegedly. robe, EJ. The dry robe. Allegedly. Um, <laughs> you know, I prefer the dry robe, but what we say that about Watson, let's put that alleged on the beginning of it. <laughs> Here's a hard one to pick. The Cincinnati Bengals travel out to the desert to take on the Arizona Cardinals. This is hard to pick, but I think, man, I, I might be wrong on this one, but I think the Cardinals are, I mean, the, the Bengals are reeling, man. And I don't know if they'll be able to stop it. So let me take take the hometown team. Let me go with uh, Arizona. I was going to pick Arizona, but like you said a minute ago, we've been picking too many alike teams. So this is a get-right game for Joe Burrow. Maybe his calf is finally starting to feel better. Uh, give me the Bengals. The Philadelphia Eagles, undefeated, travel to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. And Ooh. I'm going to pick the Rams to go ahead and knock Philly off. I was going to lean towards the Rams, but they've been. But now that you pick them and you never know what you're going to get, give me, give me Philly. Another trash bowl. The New York Jets travel to Denver to take on the Broncos. Ooh. It's the Jets? Yep. Mm, I'm kind of tempted to pick them, but I'm, but I'm not. I think. That, a little bit of that momentum from that comeback carries over with Denver and Mr. Unlimited will probably get one. I think going toe-to-toe with Super Bowl champions and Zach Wilson actually playing well is going to carry over, and I think the Jets are going to take this one. I think they're rolling. they're rolling in Denver with a little more confidence than they were when they played Kansas City last week. Okay. Um, speaking of Kansas City, they travel to Minnesota. But first, I want to say, fuck you, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I had been three, on that game too, I had huh? a three-team parlay, and I had the Chiefs by eight. And this man had a touchdown and downed it to run the clock out. Smart football play. Awful for my parlay. Bad beats, man. A lot of people were mad at that. That's the second time I've done it. That's happened to me. The last time, the first time it was, uh, I had, I ended up still pushing on this bet though. So I didn't win. I won half of the bet instead of the whole thing. But in my parlay, I had San Francisco plus seven or minus seven over, uh, the Rams and the Rams are down 10 and kicked that fucking field goal as time expired. I thought I lost, but I only lost half the bet. Uh, the chiefs traveled to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. I'm, until further notice, man, I'm taking Kansas City. You know, they don't look the best, but they keep finding a way to win. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Minnesota wins, but I'm going to go with Kansas City as well. Game of the weekend. Bully versus bully, as they say. The Dallas Cowboys travel back to the scene of the crime where they were eliminated from postseason contention last year 
Levi Stadium, Santa Clara, California, 820. Carrie Underwood singing about waiting all day for Sunday night. America's team versus the San Francisco 49ers. I got Dallas by at least 10. So, nobody could ever call me a homer after this pick, but there is a method behind the madness behind this pick. I'm going to go with San Francisco, but I'm hoping it's going to give them a little bit too much confidence, and inevitably these two teams are going to meet in the playoff, and then once that happens, our Cowboys will get our get back. But I don't know if these red zone problems are solved. Maybe this will be the kick in the ass that the, the Cowboys need to get right with the red zone. But I'm going to take San Francisco. Right? I feel like this is the game they will. And not because I think, oh, they're just going to walk up and down the field on San Francisco. I don't know. It's just It'll be so Dallas to fucking struggle in the red zone against Arizona and New England and all these other teams that don't have a good defense. And then they'll go like four for five against <laughs> San Francisco. Um, I do think Dallas's defense, you know, it, it happened in the playoffs. Like, they pretty much shut San Francisco's offense down, but they couldn't do shit when, on offense. And I think this is the game they finally like unleash Brandon Cooks. He had they, they haven't thrown a deep pass to him all season. It's been four games. So, I you know I wouldn't be surprised if say Dallas gets the ball first, just run play action and send him deep first play of the game. Um, but yeah, I think, I think they send Brandon Cooks deep to kind of loosen up that San Francisco defense a little bit, but I, I think Dallas wins by double digits. I hope you're right. It's a, it's a win-win situation. If, if you are right, or kind of a double-edged sword. If I'm right, at least I get the win over you. (laughs) The Packers of Green Bay travel to my favorite city in the whole wide world, Las Vegas, to take on the Raiders. Hmm. You going to show Jordan some love? I don't know who the Raiders quarterback is. It's your boy Garoppolo. I thought he was injured, you said. That was last week. He had a concussion. And he's supposed to be back? I don't fucking know. This is a concussion. Like, you come back after a week, right? Well, if well, if he's playing, then I'm picking the Raiders. Let's uh, let's see if I can find out if he's playing. Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo health update. I mean, concussion. You never know how long somebody could be out for that. Uh-uh. And whoever was playing, I can't remember who was playing quarterback for the Raiders, but I was seeing the highlights. Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell. Las Vegas Raiders may have a competition at the starting quarterback position between Jimmy Garoppolo and rookie quarterback Aiden O'Connell. It doesn't tell me if he's playing or not. Fuck it. I'll just pick the Packers. Picking the Packers? Yeah. All right. Another week where we picked a good bit of different teams, so... So be your week to come back or to go more in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're already up by 11 fucking games. And I guess that, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's the first week of the bye, so. Oh, damn. The teams that are off. I was looking at all that, and I turned NXT back on, and you got Lola Vice and Electra Lopez versus 
Thea Hale and uh, Jason Jane. I'm I'm not a fan of Jason Jane. She's not. I don't. She's not too bad. This match is not hard to look at though. <laughs> well, Jason's actually kicking ass right now. Uh, I'm just that was why I was saying I'm not a fan on. She's she's doing some cool little moves just now. She got the hot tag and fucking kicked ass. But I'm just I don't know. There's something about her. Seems forced. I hear you. Yeah. Um, you got anything you want to say if we get up out of here, EJ? Uh, uh, thanks to all the listeners out there and any of you boxing fans will be dropping a boxing episode of Haymaker later on this week, so be on the lookout for that. And that's all I got on my end. Shout out to everybody that's listening. Like EJ said, uh, if you're listening to this in the future, what's up? Go leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play if you listen on there. Uh, tell your friends about it. And this has been Boot to the Face. Until next time. Wait, whoa. We'll have an on-site correspondent next week. Because EJ is not only going to SmackDown this week, but next Tuesday he's going to AEW Dynamite. That's right. I said Tuesday. So we'll record Wednesday and we'll get some reactions from inside two of the well, yeah, two of the hottest shows in uh in wrestling right now. We'll get to compare as he goes within five days to some, WWE's biggest show and AEW's biggest show. So, yeah. report all the kids running around and SmackDown on Friday, and report all the smelly guys that have to vent on Tuesday. Yep. But until then, for EJ Reed, this is Chris Rucker. It's been Boot to the Face. Peace.